peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? So before I get back to the book of Acts, there was something that was on my mind today. This is ultra freestyling. I'm not really going to say anything groundbreaking, not that I ever do. But again, this is ultra freestyling, but something that, that has been on my mind. I think to some degree, I think many of us, myself included, I've, I've been there. So I'm throwing myself in there are stuck in what is called main character syndrome. I was reading something about this online or I heard it mentioned and it piqued my interest and I looked up some things about it. Now, um, I'm on this random website. It's called Psychology Today. It says the trouble with main character syndrome is living your life online as if you are a fictional character, a good idea. And I'm just reading some different things that the article says. Main character syndrome is when somebody presents or imagines themselves as the lead in a sort of fictional version of their life. Digital communication platforms make it easier for people to fall into the trap of main character syndrome. Main character syndrome could share traits with psychological problems like narcissistic personality disorder for a minority of people. The reason I bring this up, there's a very good reason. As I read my Bible, as you know, um, I'm going through the book of Acts. You've been following me through this book, uh, joining me on this journey. And I'm seeing what the book is about. When you read the book of Acts, you don't get the impression that any of the apostles, disciples had preeminence. To the contrary, you see them fade away into the background, ultimately to the use God has put them to. So it's not it's not about one person over the next. Yes, people shine and, and God use a lot of people greatly. And you see that through that book. But what you see is God's moves as he's building up the church. And I wonder if while reading through the book of Acts, some of us get the maybe the wrong impression that this book is a is a is a record of the great works of these disciples, these men. Now, no doubt God used them to do great things. But is it really about them? And I think it, it would be easy if you weren't paying attention to the Bible at all, like just cur passively reading, giving a cursory glance to look at the book of Acts and say, 
oh man, uh, this is the acts of these men and the different things they were doing. Here's the problem with that. And this is something that we'll definitely get to in the book of Acts. I wasn't going to go to my Bible, but you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to go to it because it's almost impossible to do this and not go to my Bible. So let's get into this. I had every intention of just kind of reading across some stuff, discussing some stuff, but things almost never work out exactly as you intended. So let me close this in the book of Acts chapter. Let's see. Acts chapter one, I believe it's verse five or verse six. The Bible says when they therefore were come together, uh, no, 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 was that, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to read from verse six, Acts chapter one, verse six, when they therefore were come together, they asked, <clears throat> they asked of him saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? I'm, I'm going to deal with all of this loosely when I get back to the book of Acts. This is not necessarily getting back to the book of Acts. It, it is loosely. I'm just dealing with something that I wrestled with myself. And I think many people wrestle with this same thing. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Notice what the focus was there. The focus wasn't the necessarily the fact that they were going to do great things, even though they are going to do great things. But the purpose of that was that they can be witnesses unto, unto the Lord Jesus Christ, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And here's the reason why, why I'm discussing this. This is not necessarily a Bible breakdown. I mean, you, I, you could call it in some ways. This is just me thinking through a lot of these things. When I look into a lot of what's done today, as far as people that want to replicate the signs and wonders that you see in the book of Acts. Now, this is just me. Maybe you have seen something different. And if you have, bless you. I haven't. What I have seen is people who delve into these things, people who want to replicate the, the, the signs and wonders, the magnificent works that you see in a book of Acts. It's almost always so that they may get preeminence. It, it, it's it, an almost every category I've seen and almost every instant I've seen rather it's so that there might be a tension on these people. This dude, he prophesied about something that was to come. He, you know, is, is healing thousands. He spoke with tongues, even though, like I said before, I think people grossly misunderstand what the Bible says about tongues. My humble opinion 
And I believe Acts really does show what it is. We have examples of what tongues is in the book of Acts. But every time I've I've seen it in a modern setting, it's nothing like what you see in the book of Acts at all. It's completely separate from that. That's another topic. But this is why I started with what I said about main character syndrome. Everybody is so focused on what it is they're doing, what it is they can do, what it is they can bring that people really aren't focusing on, yo, this is to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world. The point is to testify of him, not of myself. The point is to bring the gospel, not my air quotes, power and goodness. We have no power. You notice that in verse eight, they, they had to wait. They had no power outside of the Holy ghost. They had nothing. They could have looked, if they would have left before the Holy ghost, these dudes would have been in a really bad predicament. I, I think they would have ran scared and I think their all of their plans would have collapsed immediately. And I, and I also believe the reason they were so successful is not because of them. Yes, they submitted themselves to God. And, and these were definitely honorable men. They were not perfect men. They were not sinless men, but they submitted themselves to God and God did things with them. One of the things that, that has always astonished me, let me try to find this find this verse. It's something that's said by the apostle Paul. And by all accounts, if if you look at his life, it, it would almost appear that this comment doesn't make sense. Okay. So let me find it. It's, it's when he talked about being the chief of sinners. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to find it. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. So it is, it is okay. It is first Timothy chapter one and verse 15. Now, and, and the reason I'm going to this verse is you can see the apostle Paul doesn't have the attitude that I think a lot of people have about, about these things. This is what he says. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. This is the dude that worked many great wonders in the name of the Lord. This is the dude that penned a great portion of the new Testament. A lot of doctrinal breakdowns. God used his hand to bring these doctrinal breakdowns. But in this comment, what I see about the apostle Paul is he realized, and this don't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, he was faithful. We can see that. Yeah, he submitted himself to God, but he realized, yo, this has nothing to do with me. I am the chief of sinners. This, I, I, I don't think Paul lived in regret. I, I don't know. Maybe he did, right? Like I said, he admitted in himself right? He's the chief of sinners. But I think because of Paul's background and him understanding 
what he did before getting saved, I think that kind of helped him to understand, yo, this ain't about me. If the Lord would come down and meet me on that road to Emmaus, one, knowing what I did to the believers before that, knowing that I consented unto the death of Stephen, knowing that I was getting ready to go hard. He was getting ready to go nuclear on the body of Christ. He infuriated. He was ready for heads to come off. The Lord meets him on that road. The truth is delivered to him. The apostle Paul is saved. And now he essentially becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. Like this, his doctrinal breakdowns were insane. Even Peter admitted that, yo, the things that Paul wrote, much like, you know, other scriptures, there's these things are hard to be understood. Peter was like, yo, Paul got some revelations and understands some things that, yo, I don't understand. But you don't get the inclination from Paul that this had anything to do with him. It was about the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> imagine, imagine the modern day. I don't want to say televangelist, but let's say take whatever ultra popular preacher. And, not, and look, there's some popular preachers who definitely understand that this is not about them. I, I truly believe there are. I'm not going to mention names. But there are so many ultra popular preachers that have what I what I'm going to say is what was in this article that I read main character syndrome. They really think this is about them. This is I had a conversation uh, with some ladies a couple days ago, and this this is what I said. I said. One, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly how I said it. I'm thankful to be used of God in any way. But being for me, being used of God. Now, look, I am not down on myself. So I want to make that clear right out the gate. And I understand that everyone is created uniquely. We all have unique skills and talents that God has blessed us with. But let me make this clear. If I pull a knife out of the out of the the um, the drawer in the kitchen and I go to cut a piece of steak and that knife won't cut the steak, I will either sharpen that knife or toss it to the side and just go grab another knife that can do the exact same job. Look, I whatever God chooses to do with me, I am a utensil. Anybody else can be used to do this same thing. I am nobody special. I do not have main character syndrome. I have not figured everything out. I am not. I have some answers. Thanks be to God. God has really, really opened his word up to me. I don't know everything. And there's things I still don't understand. And there's things I don't know. I don't have all the answers. And just because I study my Bible and I might find an answer, that doesn't mean someone else can't dedicate themselves, study their Bibles and find an answer the same way. I am not special. This is not about me. Now, you may say, yeah, well, we all have our special gifts. And talents. Again, I believe that I, I think 
There's several things about us that mold who we are, how you grow up, um, the people you interact with, who your parents are, who your friends are, your life experiences. Yeah, these things definitely mold you. And maybe there's certain things that are built up in you because of those experiences. But understand, there's someone else out there that's going through a very similar experience that can probably do the same thing you can. Look, there are great biblical apologists. There's not just one. So let's look at that. There's not just one great biblical apologist. There are many. Meaning that someone else can be used to do the same thing. It is not about me. I said all that to say, I really believe the book of Acts is showing us what this is all about. We get wrapped up in what we can and can't do. Um, I know this. This person doesn't know this. Uh, uh, let's say that that I learned how to speak um uh, ancient Greek and Hebrew. Does that make me anything special? Someone else can learn ancient Greek and Hebrew. They have a brain just like I have a brain. This is where I, th I think this is where you really get used when you get out the way, understanding, yo, God can use anybody. God, you're going to use me. I'm going to be faithful. It's not about me. I think the reason, one of the reasons we see the apostles do many great things in a book of Acts two reasons. One, I think these were unique circumstances, not that some of these things maybe could not be done today. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they can't be done. I'm saying this was a unique circumstance. Uh, the church was growing out into the rest of the world from Israel. And these men understood it's not about me. It's about sharing the gospel. Read through all of the epistles written, pinned down by the hand of the Apostle Paul. You don't get the impression that he's focusing on him, how great he is, what he can do, the fact that he's so wise and he can speak and he can. Nah, 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 nah. It's about the gospel. Everything he did was about that. You can read Peter's epistles. It's not about Peter. It's not about Peter. Mind you, Peter was a was a man who denied the Lord three times. At his uh, at his trial. When the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be crucified, and this is a man that God used, it's not about them. When you read through the book of Acts, instead of focusing on, yo, these men did these signs. I think these signs and these wonders that they did in the book of Acts were were witnesses to what God was doing. Right. So people would know, oh, yo, yeah, this is for real. The, what, what these dudes are saying. Yeah, this really comes from God. This ain't a joke. The problem I have is when you see a lot of these air quote signs and wonders today, again, I'm not telling you the signs ended. I'm not telling you they're still going. That's not even my argument. I'm not even talking about that. Let, let's let's roll on the assumption that the signs are still here. When I see people talking about these signs today, this again, I'm trying to watch my words because, you know, somebody will come out and say, oh, no, I've seen brother so and so and such and such. Look, I'm not everywhere. 
I don't have all knowledge. But all of the times I've seen people talking about or saying we're going to do this or heal people or I got this prophecy or, you know, whatever. The focus is never the gospel. The, the focus is never a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. It's always this special thing that this person can do, this special knowledge that this person has, this special thing they did for this person. Main character syndrome. I think this is a this is a huge problem. And I think this is something that we suffer from a lot. And I think reading through the book of Acts, you can learn something. You can see how God worked through people. So it's not necessarily about the people. It's about God's work. That's what you got to focus on. I'm going to go back to a verse I've quoted before, and this is something that the Lord Jesus Christ said. Uh, let me see. Is it uh, John? I went to the, the wrong chapters. John chapter five and verse thirty nine. Search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and there they which testify of me. Right. And this is said to a crowd that by far and large thought they had it all figured out. They thought they were the end all be all. Think about all the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, all of their underlings. And they all thought they had it all figured out. And I think the, the biggest problem that they had is they suffered from main character syndrome. God uses people. But when those people get it in mind that it is about them is when they lose the plot. And I think many of us in this day have fallen into that exact trap and we have lost the plot. We think this thing is about us. We think it's about how great we are. Look, here's my duty. This is how simple I, I believe life is. When I read through the book of Ecclesiastes and I see all of the things that said, all the things, this is vain, that's vain. You know, this doesn't help, that doesn't help. And then at the end, the second to last verse, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. If I fear God, and do as he's instructed in his word. God has his way. Whatever he does with me, whatever he works, that's his work. This is not about me. I am completely irrelevant. I am not the main character. I definitely understand I am not the main character. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.